0: This episode is sponsored by Agent CRM. If you're in sales and tired of paying three, four, or five different companies for your email, CRM, funnels, phone, follow-up automation, check out Agent CRM. It's an all-in-one tool that combines all that you need to reach out, nurture, and close your clients. They've got weekly support calls so you can get up and running in no time. Get a free 14-day trial by going to the link below in the show notes. Hey, this is Dan with the Intentional Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a very special guest with me today. He has been in the real estate industry for over 31 years. He is the chairman and founder of Smart Real Estate Coach, a four time best selling uh, author, Forbes Business Council member, and a two time uh, Inc. 500 fastest growing company focusing on transforming W 2 employees into creative financing real estate investors with over $100 million in transactions completed. He hosts the Smart Real Estate Coach podcast, which has over 400 episodes. I do want to welcome to the show, Chris Prefontaine.
1: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, my my pleasure. Before we kind of get into it, I do want to ask, are you related to the runner?
1: I haven't got asked that in a while. Um, I always say not to my knowledge. I don't know. I um, I haven't researched the prefontaine. I don't I haven't met any other ones though, so maybe. All right, all right. So before we kind of get
0: into the nitty-gritty, can you share a little bit about yourself and how you got to what you're doing today?
1: Yeah, so I'll 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 kind of condense it, and if you want to peel back any of it, please let me know. Um so yeah, back in the early 90s, I was building homes. Um I didn't know how to build a home, but I had a partner in the field. I bought a Realty Executives franchise, mid-90s, sold out to Cole Banker in 2000. That was a good experience. Um, from that point on, we running up to the 2008 crash, we were coaching people throughout the United States and Canada. It wasn't investors back then, Dan. It was realtors uh, mm-hmm. doing gross commission income of like a million or two and up. They just were messy with their business. So we coached them on that. And then the crash hit. Uh, the crash was ugly for me in 08. And so it did cause me to re-engineer the entire business. And by 2012, we did that uh, because I was just, I was financially beat up and I was brain dead just from everything we went through. So we came out of that going, okay, if I'm going to go back in business, what, is, what does that look like? And that was things like, okay, no more signing on bank loans. That was awful because I was the guarantor. Um, no more doing transactions that were just like what I call one pay transactions. I do a deal or I build a house or I do a flip and I get a check good, but then I got to do it again. Right. I got to every year reset that clock and get back on the proverbial hamster wheel. So we designed uh Federally trademarked and designed the three payday system, which we'll talk about later, probably. But that 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 was internally just with our family team, my my daughter, my son-in-law, my son. Then we started getting demand in 2014 to coach it, and that grew from very modest, you know, fourteen thousand dollars revenue that year to uh, hitting five thousand. Now three t- three years in a row, we just get notified and and surpassing the uh, four or five million dollar mark. So it's changed a lot. Uh, but we still are in the trenches doing deals the exact same way we teach our students to do that. And that's unique in the industry, I think. Got it.
0: Got it. So you mentioned, you know, not having to sign on on bank loans as a guarantor. And, you know, you do a lot of creative financing, acquiring properties. Can you share a little bit about what does it really mean to buy and sell on real estate on terms?
1: Yeah. So for, for the longest time since I wrote the first book, I called it terms because that's that was just my head. And everybody keeps saying to me for years. Why don't you just call it creative financing? That's what it is. So, so that's what it is. But what does it mean to us? It means um, owner financing, or lease purchase, or subject to existing financing. Those are the only three ways we buy. And mm. you know, within there, there's all kinds of nuances that that, that mm-hmm. derive creative financing. So that, that, but that's the gist. Where are you finding, like you? you- like the, the ideal
0: maybe seller, right? Yeah, uh, you know, usually maybe they're facing foreclosure, or they need to get out, maybe they inherited the property, where are you find a kind of sweet spot as, as far as maybe the avatar of the seller?
1: Yeah, we okay, so I'll answer two ways. I'll go back yeah. to the avatar, the because sure. there is some of that in there. But mm-hmm. we start with real basics, us and our students. Mm-hmm. And that is expired listings for sale mm-hmm. by owners for rent by owners. Um, we like niched lists, like out-of-state owners, free and clear, no mortgage. Those mm-hmm. are great. Um, and later on, you see why with owner financing. As far as the avatar, it's too different <clears throat> because mm-hmm. when I talk owner financing, like this building I'm standing in, I bought this from a free and clear owner who wanted, not not even questioned, who wanted owner financing for tax and estate planning reasons, right? So that mm-hmm. owner, that avatar is, they're free and clear. They presumably did some cool things financially, so they're they're all set. And it's the complete opposite of the avatar for, say, a subject to property. Mm. Subject two for the listener that might be new is just I buy the property. The loan stays in their name, but I own the property. So who mm-hmm. is more prone to do that, generally speaking? Someone who needs financial relief, right? Right. So that right. avatar is entirely different. That could be the pre-foreclosure. It could be the divorce. It could be, you know, all those things. Um, so I think, I don't know if that answers, there's a long question, for, long answer to a good question.
0: Sure, sure. Can you share maybe... Maybe the most creative financing you've ever done so far.
1: <clears throat> oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't want to do one that confuses the audience either, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, here's just a different one. Because when I tell the story about this one, people say, why would she do that? So we had an a oceanfront property not too far from here, a resort community, Cape Cod, uh, in New England. There was a woman who had a house on, a, on the bluff overlooking open ocean. Gorgeous. Way up, 40 feet up. The she's a and to top it off, she was a Boston realtor. So it's not like she's just a homeowner. She knew what she was doing. She couldn't sell it. So we, my son-in-law got this deal, Zach. And I, we, so we're like, what, why? what is her motivation? As we dug in, she couldn't sell it because she had an ill mom that she wanted to stay in the house a little bit longer. And anyone buying a house themselves, if I'm buying an oceanfront home, I, I want to move in. I'm not going to rent it back to you and your mom for a while, right? So we were able to structure a $945,000 purchase. It wasn't a low-end house with monthly principal only payments, this is how we do owner financing, this is why it's so lucrative, of $2,500 a month to her. Our intent always is to rent to own the property out to someone that needs time to get a mortgage. And our success rate is like 90 to 97% on those. We do it right, we put the buyers who are truly buyers. But she said, well, if I could stay, would that be possible? And we said, hmm, we don't do this, but, why don't we do this? You stay in the property. You keep paying your taxes. You keep maintaining the, the landscaping because this is a nice home. We will act as if we paid the $2,500 principal payment to you and you'll credit us every single month for such, but you, but no money changes hands until you guys leave. Well, she stayed like, oh gosh, I think it was 18 months. So we got like whatever that comes to, $45,000 in principal pay down credit. And then we turned around and did our normal exit. So that was... Creative and different for the for the seller side. And I use that one, Dan, because some of the creative deals get into the legal side too, right? With trust and things like that. So that one was as simple as you can get, but still different and creative. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So uh, you know, you, you did you did talk about uh, the motivations. How how do you teach your how do you coach your students like really You know, you really got to peel back the onion, right? Because, you know, in in general sales, like the the stated motivation or stated objection is not always the real objection. You know, how do you coach your students about really peeling back the onion and really getting to the core of why someone wants to do a deal like that?
1: Yeah. Uh, Uncovering the motivation is key. Uh, So let me give you a simple, simple, simple way we do it. Uh, If I'm talking to any seller and I'm telling the student to do this, I want to know, doesn't matter what lead source they were, I want to know where they're going by when, and what if that doesn't happen? So if they don't sell it conventionally, by the X date, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to rent it. Or, well, I, I can't. I got I to lower the price. Or, well, I'll do something. You know, you'll find out the motivation. So those are key. But the general answer is they got to get good at, they got to improve their skill level on scripts. They do. It's all about asking questions. If you go at, the, if you go at your day with, hey, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm new or I'm experienced, but I'm going to go at this day looking for people I can help, If you do that, it comes across on the phone, you truly are looking to solve a problem or accomplish a goal that the market couldn't accomplish. So remember, sub two, strain, you're probably solving a problem. Free and clear, you're probably helping them accomplish a goal they couldn't do because this building was for sale and didn't sell until I got to them and I paid them his full price because I got my term, right? So solve a problem, help them accomplish a goal. If you can do that, it's a Mm win-win.
0: So I know you coach a lot of students that are traditionally W two income, and you know obviously when starting a new business or a side hustle, they can't always afford to uh, leave their leave their personal job. So yeah. is this something that like can they can they do full time or is this something that they can do part time?
1: Most and I'm going to say 99 percent with only a few exceptions come with job in tow. Right, <laughs> they they have a job. <laughs> um, so. The the plan is, and we've been doing it since 2014 to help them plan that escape. And it's different for everybody, Dan, right? So we have some people that say, hey, I have a, a pretty major 401k or IRA and I, I can utilize that to make my bridge. Others say, no, no, no. I need this many deals in the hopper, this many deals on the books to make my transition. Because the three payday system kind of like projects payments all the way out, you get to do that as you put deals into your into your portfolio. So most of part-time, we structure a plan that's pretty predictable to get them to full-time. A gentleman comes to mind on this. I always like to give real examples. Mike's in uh, Fresno, California. He said, I want to be out in 24 months because he had 12 hours a day, commuting, baby on the way. We did it in like 26 or seven. So that's about as close as you can get to predictability. Um, So that's what we try to do with everybody. As long as they're willing to put the work in, we can get a predictable plan.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so you know, there's lots of lots of different types of um, real estate investing. There's flipping, rehabbing, wholesaling, and you know, renting. How does what you do compare to maybe those traditional types of real estate investing?
1: Yeah, a little disclosure for us. I don't. I'm not against any of those. Like I have great friends on my podcast, right? That they do all that and they do it very well. The difference, though, when I came out of the, came out of the crash, I just like I said, didn't want to be transactional. Those are number one. They're very transactional. Right, unless you have, I know I do have some contacts that have like ten and twenty million dollar wholesale businesses. Okay, they have some leverage, but if you're just starting out and/or you're a solopreneur, you have a job. That's what you just created. So that's the difference. Uh, the old way is kind of one payday. The new way is three paydays. Um, secondly, the super, super, super competitive. Still wholesaling, flipping, super competitive. Um, you know, HDTV, um, all, all kinds <laughs> of things going on, and people just go out there and, and they attack each other. Now, the third thing is. Right. If I call a seller, if I call you and you're my seller, and you think I'm a wholesaler or, or a flipper, you know in your mind that I'm going to try to lowball you. Like That's the only way I can make the deal work. But you can feel on the phone the wall come down when I say, no, no, Dan, I, that's not my intent. My intent is actually to pay market value even maybe. And sometimes, if they're free and clear, sometimes we can even pay you more. Let's look at the whole situation because as long as I, I get my term, I don't care what your price is. They, the wall comes down immediately. So those are the kind mm. of differentiating factors.
0: Wow. You know, you mentioned uh, spending a lot of time on the phone. Is this business someone who is an introvert or must they be an introvert? Yeah, a, a good question. Introvert?
1: Valid. <laughs> um, we've had some people come in. They have to apply for our program. They've even said I'm an introvert. So I said, look, if you're willing to learn, right, and get trained and go, it's not easy to learn any new skill, then you'll be fine. But if you're telling me you never want to talk to people, like it's that strong of a, of a challenge for you, introvert, then you got real estate's a people game. I, I literally don't care what niche you're in. I don't give you a flip of land, by the computer. You eventually, it's a people game.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about the 2008 crash that, you know, sent you reeling. Some people say the market's softening. What's your kind of prediction? What is, is now a good time to buy real estate? What kind of what's yeah. your
1: predictions on the market? Well. The billionaires don't know. So I know that you and I can't possibly predict, right? But yeah. I will say that it's not the same as 2008. I was there. It was a banking issue, bad banking issue. There are so many factors now that scream very good for creative in particular. I'll give you some examples so it's not just empty. One is for, for the third time in 50 years, we have an affordability problem. And we're not even at high interest rates yet. I know some of the younger people think we are, but we're not. The 50-year the average is like 7 or 7.2. I think I'm really close. We're not there yet. So if that's the case, we already have an affordability issue. We have, we're going to have a bigger affordability issue. And it screams loudly that creative financing is in, in huge need. So is it a good time? I think it's a great time for creative real estate. If I'm, a, if I'm a home buyer and rates just doubled and I'm going to pay top dollar in a particular community, I don't know if that's a great time for you personally. But I can tell you if you're in creative <laughs> real estate, you can go find right. something. Here, here's an example. You can go buy a home right now with a 2.2%, a 3%, a 3.5% interest rate by buying them subject to existing financing right now when you know how to do it. That's cool for your family. That's a game changer. So now is the one of the best times in 32 years to be in creative real estate. Yeah. So how does, like, how does creative
0: financing um, uh, stack against traditional findings when interest rates are low, right? So obviously when interest rates are low, now you have both creative financing and... Traditional financing, yep. financing. So maybe and and obviously the 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 easiest thing to see is like when interest rates are high, then creative financing is you get you kind of get more more ad, more options out of it. So how would you compare both of two? Maybe in, even in a good market.
1: Well, it, the market was flat to good from like figure. Think about it from like thirteen all the way up to COVID, right? And the rates weren't mm-hmm. crazy. So are you yeah. always going to have in real estate? expired listings, people that didn't sell, whether it's functionality or debt, or they don't like a realtor, whatever, they didn't sell. Yes, you are gonna. Are you always gonna have uh, for sale by owners in any market? Yes, you are gonna. It's just a matter of when the market's softer or going in the right direction or not, you're gonna talk to more or less people to get the same deal. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's just a numbers mm-hmm. game. Um, right. So I think the, your question is really good because creative allows you to operate up down sideways markets uh versus well i gotta wait till the bottom's out and i gotta wait no you're gonna wait forever doing that stuff get good at creative and you'll you'll be Mm. comfortable in every market all
0: right you mentioned the three uh three paydays can you share a little bit what that is and how that system works
1: yeah so the three paydays like i said was born out of the crash because i was tired of being on the treadmill and here's how it works remember if we're exiting rent to own we are exiting with a true buyer they just can't get a loan yet so they're going to come in with what down payment that's what buyers do. Uh, so that's payday one. Payday two, we are going to pay some underlying debt on the property, whether it's to a seller or to their bank. Either way, and we're going to charge the rent own client something more, right? Mortgage cost plus X. That range is three hundred to a thousand per month per property. That's the delta. Mm-hmm. And then the third payday is really cool because it's the markup, sure, but it's also all of the principal pay down that accrued during the term of that deal. Like that big deal I told you about, thirty grand a year. That mm-hmm. is the coolest recession hedge in real estate that you can have is all that principal pay down being no interest. So those are the three paydays. Uh, averages, Dan, just so you have a context, um, 45,000 low, 250,000 high all across the country from our student base. Mm-hmm. That's what we see for all three paydays. So to be mm-hmm. clear for the listener, one comes right away, two comes over months, every month, and three comes when cash is out two, three, four, five years, whenever you set up for a term. Uh, those mm-hmm. are three paydays mm-hmm. and our, ours is on the lower end as a family company 75 ish yep. 78. yeah do you work with students all
0: over uh the country or just kind of located where you're at um, and we actually
1: both now <laughs> we used to just not be in our area because we were doing so much real estate here and mm-hmm. but, but now we have in this area in west coast to east coast yeah and a little bit in canada got it got
0: it and so um You know at any given time you have anywhere between 60 to 80 million dollars in real estate with your with the community wicked smart uh community so
1: you know how do you do that with no money down or or not even signing on loans yeah we had a we had the last event i think it was the 19 event actually right before COVID. we had everybody stand up in the ballroom and you know had them sit down in tears like okay how many people did a deal all right stay standing how many people have put down uh, at least purchases you put down ten dollars that's how you put down They've written in the contract. Um, The entire room controlled that much and probably had conglomerately $2,500 in in deposits. So lease purchase, real easy to do. It's 10 bucks. But if you're buying a house owner financing and you're putting no money down, you 9.9 times out of 10 can't expect the seller to pay their own selling, you know, come out of pocket for the seller (laughs) transfer tax.
0: Um,
1: One student got away. I don't know how he did it, but maybe promised them more money or something, but most of the time you got to pay that so you got to be prepared if you're a new student maybe maybe and you have no money you might stay in the Mm -hmm. lane of least purchase sub two same thing they're probably hurting you probably gonna pay the transfer tax right so things like that not much money
0: yeah
1: all right so uh do you solely focus on
0: creative financing or the other strategies that you employ when it's needed
1: um well my answer is generally speaking creative but Mm -hmm. because the word creative is pretty broad inside the lease purchase, the owner financing, the sub two, there's all kinds of nuances. Like I did a lot of land in my day. So if I have a house and it's a piece of land, I might subdivide it or a student does, I'll tell them how to do it. So, so I guess you could say I do, they do creep in on accident on occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed you have a book back there. You've written four books. Can
0: you share a little bit, maybe about your latest book that you have out?
1: The latest book was which one? The latest book was sell with authority for real estate investors, Mm -hmm. teaching investors how to be sort of the authority in their marketplace. So that the Mm -hmm. people are seeking them. You know, you got Mm -hmm. the iBuyers and some of these national companies, they pop up. Rental is super uh, popular now. So Mm -hmm. when it does pop up though, do you want your seller saying, "Oh, I get this national company calling me or do you want, do you want them to know that you are the local authority? And that's what that book talks about and how to do it. Um, So that's more for someone that's already in a particular niche. It doesn't matter which one. And they want to establish Mm -hmm. themselves as the authority.
0: Got it. Hey, we're here with Chris Prefontaine with, um, smart real estate coach based out of new england if you're looking to uh, learn more about creative financing investing in real estate properties um, he is the man to know we're getting down to the uh, end here i do have some rapid fire entrepreneur questions and if you're ready we can
1: start let's do it all right so who do you look up to uh, anyone who's where i want to be for mentors and that changes every six months or so
0: all right um if you can do one thing over again, what would it be?
1: Ooh, do one thing over again. What would it be? I, well, simple, personal. I I would take another trip to Italy with my wife because I was there during 9-11 and I had to come back.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Everyone everyone says that you're, you always know where you're at when 9-11 100%. happened.
1: We had a second plane back to Boston. It was like a ghost town.
0: Wow. Um, uh, what's the best business advice you've ever received?
1: I'm going to say, um, coming out of the crash, what we just talked about, um, don't overextend or pledge personal assets. Just don't do it.
0: All right. Um, What's the best business book you've ever read?
1: I'm going to have to say two if it's okay with you because they go hand in hand. Uh, Shoe Dog, The Nike Story, Mm -hmm. and Ray Dalio's Mm -hmm. Principles. Those are rereads every year. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Are you familiar with the phrase, three feet from gold? I, I know there was a book out that had that phrase too, right? I think. So, yeah, so, so somewhat by the, by nature have I heard it.
0: Yeah. So the kind of parable goes, uh, a mining prospector buys land, buys all the equipment, digs, 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 doesn't hit anything. He sells it to the next person. That person just digs three feet and hits hits gold. Yep. So the question to you as a business owner and entrepreneur, how do you know when to pivot? And how do you know maybe
1: you're just three feet from gold? Yeah, very, very good question. Uh, entrepreneurial applicable too. I, I'm going to go back to the mentor thing and here's why. When I went through the crash, I, I thought it was me and I beat myself up and thought, thought, thought all the wrong things. Until I met one person that's, that laughed and said, no, 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 here's the deal. So if you have someone that already rode the path, why are you going to guess and recreate the wheel? They'll tell you how far you are from it. And lean on them and lean on them hard for three to seven years. Don't don't deviate.
0: Right. Next question is, you lose everything. The only thing you have is your laptop, your cell phone, and an internet connection. How do you rebuild your business in 30 days?
1: Well, I sort of did that, but I didn't do it in 30. Um, <laughs> I get on the phone and call expires and fizzballs and friend by owners. When I was down and out, I was in a closet. My, my son will remember this literally a closet. It wasn't even an office. And I dialed fizzballs and expires and got my first deal, then did 13 deals and over a million dollars in those first seven months. Dial.
0: Right. Very good. Very good. You, um, the, the best thing you spent $100 or less on. That has greatly improved your personal or your business life?
1: Um, A simple $17 harbor taxi ride with my two grandkids and my wife. Very good. And finally, what's the biggest challenge in your business today? Today. I think it will always be and is today Um, getting the right employees on the plane, on the bus, so to speak, because. It took me a while to realize they drive revenue. They drive revenue. They don't cost. They drive revenue when it's done right.
0: Very good. Hey, here with Chris Prefontaine with Smart Real Estate Coach. He is very wicked smart. <laughs> if our uh, listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best way?
1: Uh, I've got a book, Dan, for your whole, your whole tribe. Um, it's free. It's not one of those books where they say it's free, and then you've got to put in shipping, right? It's free. We'll ship it. Just go to Smart books.com forward slash Dan and the numeric number one. Dan, the numeric number one. Um, If they don't mind listening to me for another hour, Dan, they can go to my free master's class. I'm big on free so they can figure out if they like the niche or not. Just go to smartrealestatecoach.com forward slash masters with an S, master's class.
0: Thank you so much for your generosity. We'll put those links in the show notes. Hopefully we can get talking again soon. Love it.
1: Thank you.